Who is your favorite Batman writer? Ooh. Favorite Batman writer? Oh, uh, I guess you can pick more than one. You can't narrow it down. I mean, I guess the best stuff that I've, or my favorite Batman stuff, might have to be Frank Miller, as far as I can. Yeah. Like off the top of my head, so probably Frank Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Who else are your favorite? Uh, like let's let's say if you had to pick a Batman run, uh, what, would, what would your favorite Batman run be? Favorite Batman run. It could be Frank Miller again if that is your absolute favorite. Yeah. Uh, that is tough. I, well, I guess the run that uh, the other one that I that came to mind was uh, Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Riso. That's one that I have a lot of yeah. passion for. Yeah. Uh, Broken City. Yeah. Yeah. Six issues, but still one of the best Batman comics of all time. Yeah. It's, um, <clears throat> I mean, it's not, I don't think it's a, a run that has a lot of spectacle. It's, it's not flashy, yeah. but it's, it's a good mystery story. Um, it's a really good gritty crime oriented Batman story yeah, where he, exactly. he does everything that you want to see Batman doing. Yeah. And at the same time, it actually has it has it gives you insight into Batman's character and psyche. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of depth to it. Yeah. It um, does something with his origin that I thought was kind of risky, but it paid off in the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Eduardo Riso is an excellent artist. I think that in and of itself is just something that you can really, where you can just really take in and appreciate his artwork. I just love how he draws everything. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know that's vague, but, you know. <laughs> he just has a great style. Yeah, he has a lovely style. Um, the way that he draws people. Um, I like how he does his layouts. Just, you know, his panel-to-panel storytelling is pretty excellent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you? Um, Favorite Batman run? I guess in, it's kind, I'm kind of like you, where... Frank Miller, I mean, obviously he did Year One and Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight Strikes Again. Yeah. Those are, those are classics, but um, if I were to think of other runs, probably have to go with Grant Morrison's run. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I do need to reread everything from the beginning, because I think I read it within fits of stops and starts, where it's a... It's, Pretty massive. Yeah, run. he wrote what, like 75, 80 issues worth. Um, the omnibuses are coming out. I just got the second omnibus uh, a few days ago. Nice. And, you gotta let me look at that. Yeah, totally, man. And there's, I think next year they should be releasing the third and final omnibus. Very and, good. and they're all print. The omnibuses print all the issues in the reading order. So I think that'll be a really nice feature. That would be awesome, actually. Yeah. Because um, even when the books were coming out, they were kind of herky-jerky from what I remember. I think you know, because when I was reading them as they were coming out, yeah. I didn't always remember everything. Like, there were some points where I, I missed uh, a few issues in a row, and then I'd find the trade later on and yeah. then read that for, you know, Barham from Shanus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'd, I'd read, like, chunks of five or six, and then... I wouldn't read it for 
like a year, yeah. and then I have to catch up. So I think I want to read everything within a relatively small time frame in a, in a straight chunk. Yeah. Um, but from what I do remember, it it was just excellent how he was able to take the mythology of Batman and, and craft this powerful story about why Batman matters. Yeah. You know, it's about about the idea of Batman more than anything. It's about all of his past history and taking taking the entire tapestry of Batman's comic book past, whether it was pre-crisis or post-crisis, and weaving it into this yeah. coherent narrative that actually takes even ridiculous things from old comics yeah. and turns them into... He treats them like they actually happened like yeah, they were real. I yeah. mean, that was, from what I remember in the interview, that was his that was the perspective that he was taking. I'm gonna basically he was saying that I'm gonna take even the zanier, wackier stuff from the earlier mm-hmm. days of Batman, and I'm gonna just make it real. Yeah. yeah. So you had guys like Batmite, yep. or the Batman of Zuran R. Yeah, Zuran R, <laughs> which was this alien Batman. Yeah. But he found a way to like integrate it into the current universe as we know it make it make sense mm-hmm. yeah the other batman run that is underrated but it would be among my favorites is the peter milligan run from the 90s dark city yeah he, he did a three issue arc in batman called dark knight dark city which was probably the greatest riddler story of all time and actually <clears throat> some of the things he did in that story uh, i think karen dwyer drew it but some of the things that they did in that comic were things that Morrison ended up taking for his run. Ended up being big elements of his run, actually. Because nice. Milligan and Dwyer were the ones who created the whole Barbados thing and the concept of Gotham City being this the living crime. entity uh, where it's like, yeah, just crime and evil uh, are drawn to it. Or, yeah. And, and there's this whole Bat-God history thing. Like, that's... That's all from Milligan, and it makes sense because Morrison oh. and Milligan are good friends. Yeah. So, so was, this was Barbados and all that? Yeah. So that means Snyder took stuff from there, too, because I, guess I so. think that was in his Dark Knight Metal stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. It sounds familiar to me. Yeah. So you should definitely read that run, but in addition to those three issues, Milligan also did a small run. It, it might have only been a, another eight issues or so in Detective Comics, right around the same time frame, time frame, and most of those comics were drawn by Jim Aparo, who's like the definitive Batman yeah. artist of the 80s, yeah. so those comics are really good too, I, I like them because they're they're more like done-in-one kind of tales, Yeah. So you, but they, they all take Batman and tell these stories from a certain perspective, like there's a story that deals with crime, another story that deals with some sort of occultist mysticism stuff, another story that deals with, like, nuclear p- proliferation, yeah. <laughs> and it's, they're like, really unusual stories that are complete in and of themselves in these single issues, and there was even one of the stories that was adapted for the animated series, if you remember that one episode where, uh, Batman, or Bruce Wayne, wakes up in a dream world, and he, oh, he yeah, doesn't remember, yeah, it's the yeah. Mad Hatter, and yeah. he doesn't realize that, or he, He's Bruce Wayne, and he, he knows he's Batman, but in the world that he, he's dreaming, there's someone else who's Batman, yeah. and it's just he's trying to figure out what is going on, because yeah, his yeah, reality yeah. is all messed up. 
That was uh, another uh, Peter Milligan story, too. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Huh. It feels like, just from the sounds of it, it feels, uh, and I've never read a Peter Milligan one, but it sounds like he took a bunch of tropes, or not even tropes, but genres of, of fiction that were applicable to Pat, Batman, and just did a bunch of stories mm-hmm. where... Where you applied them to to Batman just so to kind of show the versatility of Batman as a character. Yeah, almost. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. 